Hello, welcome, and greetings. Welcome to the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Thrilled that you are once again making us a part of your day wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. We would like to thank our partner, Life Reimagined. Their website is lifereimagined.org slash happy. It's filled with resources for you as you attempt to achieve that peak happiness. As you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. Find out more at lifereimagined.org. Well, what if the secret to lasting happiness is actually simple? That's the question we're asking in this series of podcasts. In Live Happy's upcoming book, Live Happy, 10 Practices for Choosing Joy, you can discover the answers, how surprisingly easy it is. Everyday acts can lead to lifelong joy and fulfillment as proven by the latest research in positive psychology. And each chapter is organized around the key components of creating a happy life and features 40 real-life inspirational stories from regular people and celebrities. You can pre-order the book right now, and when you place that order... As long as you do so before March 15th, you'll receive bonus gifts absolutely free, including exclusive interviews, illustrated posters, a free issue of Live Happy Magazine Digital Edition, and five exclusive stories from people who are practicing happiness and creating joyful lives. Just go to choosingjoybook.com for more information. Now, in this episode, Live Happy's Deborah Heiss and myself are going to speak with Mary Miller on one of 10 practices for choosing joy, Attitude. Mary Miller is the CEO and owner of Jancoa Janitorial Services Incorporated, an award-winning commercial cleaning service located in Cincinnati. Mary is known for her positive outlook and desire to help others realize their uniqueness and personal power. Through her renowned employee benefits program, The Dream Manager, she's created an exceptional work environment and a truly successful organization. The Dream Manager, popularized by the best-selling book of the same name, grew from an employee retention program into an inspiring example of what a business can be. Mary, thank you so much for joining the Live Happy Now podcast today. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thank you so much. I am really excited about it. It's a real honor to be part of this. I love Live Happy. And I love to live happy. <laughs> well, that's good. That's the goal, I think. <laughs> Here, we all know um, what Janco is about and while we're talking to you. But could you describe for our listeners uh, what the Dream Manager program is and what Janco is and how they go together? Well, Jancoa is our core business, and that's a commercial janitorial service that's been in business for 44 years. My husband started when he was 19, and I came along about 20 years later, and together we created the synergy to really want to grow the business and do it differently than anybody else in the industry. And I'd love to tell you both that I just woke up with this great aha, an idea on how we can make the lives of our employees better. But the truth is it was out of desperation mode. We had hit a point at, at our business where we knew we had to do something different. And we really start looking at every aspect. And our biggest problem was employees and having enough employees. <laughs> and turnover is bad in every industry, especially when it's a low turnover. Your employee pool is very small. But we had at the time not quite 200 employees, and we never had enough. We were short all the time. So through trial and error, we came up with a program, and we called it the Dream Manager. And Matthew Kelly wrote a book. He kept telling us, these are great stories. You should write a book. And one time, Tony, my husband, finally looked at him and said, Matthew, we're janitors. We're not authors. <laughs> and so Matthew approached us, and he wrote a phenomenal book that the core of what we're doing is in the first business parable piece. And the second half, he listed some ways that you can integrate it into your life. And it was we didn't want it to be about us. 
So Jancoa is not listed. It's listed as Admiral Janitorial, Admiral Cleaning Company, because we didn't want anybody to focus on Tony and Mary Miller and Jancoa in Cincinnati. We wanted them to focus on the program and the difference it could make in people's lives. So tell us a little bit about that program and what it means for your employees and how it works. Well, we started out when we made a list of what our employees had in common. Transportation difficulties was the first thing that came up. And we actually, this, my, my husband's a pure entrepreneur, 10 quick start. He went to a va- place, car dealership, bought a 15-passenger van, went someplace and had the side paid at Jancoa employee shuttle and drove it to our office and told our GM at the time, I figured out how to fix our problems. She said, which one? And he said, well, our transportation, our people problem. We're going to pick them up from home, take them to work, and take them home afterwards. And it was a real interesting experience when we started doing that because we didn't have a driver. So Tony became the first driver. And within two days, he was invisible. All the employees that we would pick up and take to work and take home stopped. They forgot and they didn't even care that the driver was the owner of the business. They were into their own lives. And so Tony would see where they lived and the lifestyle they had. He would hear them talking about their obstacles and problems they were trying to overcome. And it was just he would come home and wake me up and talk about it for a few hours. This was like in the middle of the night because our employees are full time. So they work like 6 p.m. to 2.30 in the 2.30 a.m. So this is like 3.30, 4 o'clock because he's got the rule. If he can't sleep, nobody can sleep. So he would come and wake me up and talk about all the things he saw. And we start really looking at our employees at the humanity level. And that's the part that a lot of companies miss is you can say that you care about your employees and you have these these different benefits for them. But if you're thinking of just finding somebody to do a job and a task or for us to somebody to move the vacuum cleaner or to dust the things, that's different than recognizing the humanity and really wanting to make a difference in their quality of life. So as we start doing these things and getting to know the people better, we start finding agencies that had programs because we couldn't do it all. We knew that. And every city in this country has amazing resources through their agencies. So we found somebody to help us with teaching them English because that was a big issue. We have a lot of immigrants and refugees that work for us. And we wanted to teach the English-speaking people how to speak Spanish because that would expand their possibilities and opportunities as well. We help people buy homes, and many of them were first-generation homeowners. And if you go to um, YouTube and t- type in Jan Coa, J-A-N-C-O-A, there would be an interview with Tony and myself, but also a couple that's worked for us for a very long time and bought a house. And they said in the interview that they didn't think they were the type of people that could buy a home. Now they've been in that home for 13 years, and they used to move every six to nine months. It's life-changing. Absolutely. It, it, it definitely improves the quality of life. You had mentioned that you were having trouble uh, keeping employees, getting employees, and those sorts of things. And I've noticed that all the places that I've worked, the places that I feel like giving my best efforts to are the places that recognize they need to value the needs of their employees. Have you, did you Absolutely. See, did you see the attitudes improve almost immediately? 
Within six months, our turnover started to fall. We have a very strong referral program. So as we start doing these different types of things, more people were bringing people. At one point, our people were, our employees can't, 57% of our employees come from previous employees or for current employees, 17% from previous employees. What's your turnover like now? Right now, we're 300% better than the industry average. Wow. So we're about we're about 70 percent and that's higher than we want to be. We I really believe in the Jack Welsh. You know, you have to clean up the bottom 10 percent and the top 10 percent will be, move on to go after their dreams. They're ready. They've got the tools and everything that they need to do that. But we have to still take care of that 80 percent. And make sure, as Jim Collins says, you have the right people on the bus and the right seat on the bus. And all those pieces really work together. And the people really start working together to help make the results happen because everybody benefits. You're in the new book, Live Happy, 10 Practices for Choosing Joy. And uh, we placed you in the chapter that is on attitude. And for those of us, who, those of you who are out there listening, as you can tell, um, Mary is an exceptionally positive person with a lot of energy. Have you always been that way? I don't think so. When I turned 30, now people who know, have known me for a long time say, oh, Mary, I knew you'd be a success. I knew you'd do this, that, and the other. But I didn't believe it in myself. It was the year I turned 30, everything that could go wrong went wrong, from a second divorce to bankruptcy to losing two jobs. I was a single mom with three kids and no job. And... I, I realized that everything that I had been doing was not benefiting me. And I tried to fit all the rules, you know, follow everybody's rules and fit the boundaries that everybody set for me and realized that didn't work. If I wanted something different, I had to do something different. So I stopped waiting for people to tell me what to do. I took the attitude that this is my life and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to enjoy my children, enjoy my job and do what I can. So I got a job that was 100% commission sales because <laughs> wow. then I be, was totally in charge, and I was selling mobile homes. Oh my! <laughs> Even <laughs> and after being having great success at that, I moved into their office that did the financing and sold insurance, and was doing very well. I knew I couldn't support expect support from my ex-husbands, or they wouldn't be ex-husbands. I couldn't depend on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, that's that's definitely going without the safety net and, and giving yourself that motivation and and changing your own attitude. Have you found with the dream manager program that people's attitudes, maybe they were in the same spot as you. They didn't feel like uh, everything was going right for them or they didn't have the, the greatest possibilities. But when you took the time to invest in them, that, that suddenly the world opened up for them. That's the most exciting part. And the book gives us the credibility. You can say and talk all you want, but the fact that a best-selling author, because Matthew had already written 10 other books, and a best-selling author wrote a book that became a best-selling book that today's in 15 languages all over the world. And I'm a curious soul, <laughs> so I will, I will Google Dream Manager to see what comes up. And you may know of this little company called Infusionsoft in Phoenix. They're doing it. They found the book. And they have won awards for being the best place to work and claiming this because of their dream manager program. There's a company in South Africa called Nazareth. It's an IT company. They changed their whole website. They've integrated the whole thing. They found it online, the book, about five years ago. I talked to the gentleman that runs the program. 
He said it has totally stopped their turnabout. That's the term in there for their turnover. And it increased their employee engagement by 80%. Wow. Because of people's attitude and people want to help each other to make their dreams come true. And I'm finding more and more stories all over the world of people doing things like that because of this little company in Cincinnati that was in desperation mode and had to do something different. Well, I know that there's a Gallup poll, you know, Gallup tracks employee engagement. And I, I was looking at it literally this morning, and I think it was somewhere around 38, 39 percent. So it's horrible. It's horrible to think that 60 percent of your employees or 60 percent of the people, whether they're employees or business owners, don't feel engaged in what they're doing. We know that leads them to not be as happy. We know that engagement is a key to feeling like you have a place in the world. Anything that we can do or learn that drives employee engagement or drives our own engagement in work and in what we spend a third of our waking life doing is critically important. Today we have 500 employees, 98% are full-time, and they clean more than 15 million square feet just in the greater Cincinnati area. And our customers love the fact that our employees or they see the same people every day, and our employees love the fact that we take care of them. And we do a lot of things that's opposite of the industry standard, and so that that really changes. And it makes us a magnet in some ways, too, for employees and for customers because they want to be part of that. We do not have a sales team. Wow. We have people, customers call us, and my, we're a family business, and we get emails and phone calls. And I was talking, I was at an event, and a CEO of a very reputable company approached me, and we were both finalists for this award. And he says, do you clean my building? And I said, no, not yet. And he says, well, what, have you called on us? And I said, I'm sorry, we don't make cold calls. We get so many calls that come in. We don't make cold calls. He said, well, could you, would you call us? I said, absolutely. Let me know who to contact. And we are cleaning there today. <laughs> so it's, it's just been a really different process since the dream manager came out and that we're so focused. I mean, we were doing it several years before the book came out. But the more we take care of our employees and hold them accountable and help them seize opportunities and have them focus on, especially the ones that are immigrants and refugees, their biggest dream was to get to this country, to have a better quality of life. And we've got all the files. They're all legal. So we've got everything covered on that aspect. So they really worked hard to get to this country. So what's their dream next? They don't have one. They're still trying to just live and figure out how do I understand this culture and speak this language and do what I need to do to have a a career. And some of them from like Nepal are very well educated, but they have to get into our system in the state. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, you hear stories about that a lot of people who have been very successful in their home countries and then they have to go back to school once they get here to prove they can do it here. I think yeah. there's a lot of people, too, that maybe part of the reason that employee engagement is down is it, a lot of people are looking at the bottom line and, and we've got to do this and we've got to and we've got to make this all a, a very tight ship and making the money and those kind of things. I would imagine that it makes you pretty competitive in the job market for people who are looking at jobs especially within your space, that people go, all right, well, this company, really concerned about the bottom line, this company really concerned about the people, and then it kind of takes care of itself. Is that what you're finding as well? Absolutely. It all connects. Everything's interconnected on that. 
And our tagline, it's really about culture. It's not just about the program, the culture of people feeling and knowing that you really care about them and you want to help them and that you listen to what they have to say. And then you're going to acknowledge what you hear and encourage them to help make that happen by connecting them to the right people, by walking through that wall of fear. And that culture is really the important part of what the program creates, of connecting and belonging. And it has just been almost magical the way the employees work. And, you know, not everybody works. People say that they want to work for that company that has that great dream program and they get all excited, but they don't always want to do what's expected of them. And that accountability and responsibility is a huge part of our culture, too. I I know that there are some business owners working here. There's a lot of people that are actually employees listening. My question is... Does this impact your bottom line, positively or negatively, to take this type of investment employees? That's a really good question, and I really want to encourage all the listeners, too, to know that it doesn't take a lot to be part of the dream manager and to be a dream manager yourself. We all have people in our lives that we want to encourage, that we want to help them go after their dreams. Sometimes we get in protective mode, especially when it's our children, that we try to prevent them from being hurt. But it's, I think it's more important that we listen to what their plan is and help encourage them wherever we can. Because I've had a lot of people approach me and ask me, what do I do with dream killers in my life? They just smash every dream I have and tell me it's impossible. I'm just pie in the sky dreaming. And, you know, who would have thought that a woman at 30, single, divorced twice with three kids, would now be the owner CEO of a multi-million dollar janitorial business talking all over the world about people going after their dreams and improving their attitude. Because you can't dream with a bad attitude. If you have a great dream, you have a great attitude that goes along with it because you're excited about your future. Nobody fights over dreams in the future. People fight about dreams of problems from the past. As soon as they're willing to let go of that, great things can happen. Well, and you hit on something, you know, really solid, which is that there are dream killers out there. There are people that when you say, hey, this is what I want to do, look at you and go, who are you to think you could be that? Every walk of life, these exist. You know, somebody would say, hey, I want right. to go start my own business selling mobile homes or selling insurance, and I'm going to be totally dependent on my income. And it's like, well, why would you give up that really good job you have entering data to do that? I mean, right. <laughs> everything. Yeah, um, my parents were not happy with me. They wanted me to have security and a regular income, and the company that I had been working for went out of business. So there was no security there. So yeah. that's why I went into the sales. I joked before I was in publishing. I was, I mean, I, I was really successful, relatively successful before I was in publishing. But I joked that my parents were, my mother in particular, was always looking for a job because, you know, she didn't really understand what I did for a living when I said, well, I manage. I was a project manager. She's like, I, I don't know what that is. You could do this. You could do that. I, I, Does she still do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, no. Now that, now, now that she can hold the magazine in her oh, hand, okay. she knows what, and my picture's in it. She knows what I do. Right. But, you know, I was almost 40 years old before she, like, finally figured out. I was doing what I really wanted to do. Um, but there so you are... had that same thing. They, could, they didn't have a tangible, so they didn't understand. Right. We it... had team members, team members read the book and said, oh, now I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this has been fascinating, and I, I think we're running out of time, but... Oh, no, not yet. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, it goes so fast. It does go so fast, and this has been fantastic. But, you know, I always like to ask everybody, and, and, and Jared likes to ask, we like to ask, what is the one thing that you wish people would understand 
so that they could be live better lives and be happier? Because that's what Live Happy is all about. I know that's what you're all about. What's the best piece of advice you can give people? When you look in the mirror, the person you look at is the one that's responsible for your happiness. I love that. And it's absolutely true. Um, you know, we, yeah. happiness is a choice. It's a choice we individually make every day. And it's important to understand it's within our purview to make that choice. Absolutely. And we don't have to be nasty about it or difficult. You can have a great attitude. And, and you can tell people, you know, I appreciate your concern, but I have a plan and I believe it's to do it. And I would really appreciate your support instead of just buying into the negativity and giving up. We have that choice. That is fantastic, fantastic view to take for folks as as we uh, step away here on this episode. Mary Miller, CEO and owner of Jancoa and the Dream Manager. We are so glad that you could be a part of this podcast, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you more in the future. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it. If you would like a free sketch note of this episode, go to livehappynow.com and receive your exclusive offer when you pre-order Live Happy 10 Practices for Choosing Joy at livehappy.com slash pre-order. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you thought on Twitter at livehappy or facebook.com slash livehappy. You can even tell us something on Instagram by searching my livehappy or send us an email podcast at Live Happy. For Deborah Heisen, Mary Miller, I'm J.R. Houston saying so long, and remember to always live happy.